Tonight on Rogue Quadrant, jumping off an upper story balcony to ease shame, not going quietly into the night, not going down without a fight, and wedge whoops Antilles. Sounds about right. The return of the balconies is strong. So, so many balconies in these chapters. This is another book I'm reading at the moment, and they keep talking about balconies in it as well, and I'm just like, I can't escape. What book is it? <laughs> it's Invisible Cities. Are, are the they balconies uh, invisible balconies? too? <laughs> no, the balconies are usually visible, I think. They're the, oh, they're wait, the only thing you can see. That's the only, they're the only thing that's balconies. not invisible. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Listeners, welcome to Rogue Padron, episode 91, which is Starfighters of Adumar, Mission 4. Tonight we'll be going over chapters 10 through 12, but before that, a quick reminder of your hosts, even though it's only been a week since we recorded last. Wow. Hallelujah. So if Heath, Rogue 3, was a reason your flight is delayed, it would be because the pilot got drunk at the hotel bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Not not even the airport bar. He didn't even get out of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, the pilot can't be bothered to leave his hotel. I didn't say when the pilot got drunk, so... Oh my, God, my friend was telling me that the reason, like, so many flights are delayed is because, at least in New Zealand, is because one of the flight attendants will turn up, like, obviously hungover, and they're not allowed to let hungover flight attendants, like be on the plane so they have to send them home and find a replacement and so the reason that your flights are delayed are probably because someone partied too hard that never happens in australia it's a lie best life yeah (laughs) it's true yeah well danny rogue six would be an apparent scratch on the window so they have to repair it so they take everybody off but when they do repair it and it takes two hours they see that the scratch was actually on the inside and they could have definitely taken off before (laughs) (laughs) oh no that was so specific. <laughs> Have you had this happen to you? I don't know. It's happened to someone. <laughs> Seth, Rogue Seven, would be an unexpected cold snap, leaving the runways too slippery and the planes covered in ice. <laughs> I've had that happen to me. <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and my plane's bored on time, but it's actually a lie. And we just roll around the blacktop for an hour, which was already planned anyway. <laughs> just going for a sweet Sunday drive. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> the worst. That is every flight to and from DC. God. It tells Wait, you. That, yeah, because like, it tells you your flight. As flight delay? Yeah. Is that you you're going to get a proper podcast, but then you just wheel around with us for an hour? Yeah, and I lie to you. I think that something's not going to happen. And then we roll around for like 12 episodes. And then look, Corin's force sensitive. (laughs) Uh, Speaking about going nowhere fast, (laughs) I have a question about Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. Um, we haven't done a fun question in a while, so what planet would you want to live on? The forest moon of Endor. That was, yeah, that's Why? Uh, because I am an Ewok queen, and I would like to stay with my people. Okay, yeah, that checks I'll... out. <laughs> like... I, don't, I don't know what anybody else would have expected from that. <laughs> yeah, I want to live in Alderaan, but like a few generations before the Death Star happens. <laughs> like, I want to live there while it's still fine. <laughs> live there in like the Old Republic era or something. I can just totally imagine you getting into your your time machine and accidentally plugging in, like, 45 after Battle of Yavin instead of before. 
Oh god, yeah, and, and just ending up in the very pools. disappointed. <laughs> oh no. So disappointed. Error 404, planet not found. <laughs> <laughs> like all the other planets seem pretty dismal, so that's yeah, that's my choice. I feel like maybe Coruscant, it feels like there'd be like the most to do there. Yeah. Yeah, for you live in New York and you still don't I know hate, do stuff. Yeah, I hate it. You're yeah, right. it's like a big New York. <laughs> Might I, I recommend the forest moon of Endor? <laughs> I guess no, Tatooine's too hot. hot. I would say you <laughs> be on like Gavin 4, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's steeped in history. It's like mm-hmm. a temperate climate. Yeah. Okay. Foresty. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you want one of seasons. No such thing in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Just one whole season for every planet. Yeah, it's amazing how the planets don't spin on an axis in Star Wars. <laughs> so weird. Maybe Yavin does have a spring, and we just not Yavin Hoth, and we've just never seen it, and it's really green in spring. Uh, that would be a lot of ice to melt. Yeah, you know what? It would actually just become an ocean planet in spring. That's fair. We were only there once, and it may have been like during a polar vortex or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll allow it. Maybe the rest of the year it's just a lake planet. It's just a whole big lake for the whole planet. <laughs> Tauntauns <laughs> actually swim. <laughs> oh, yeah, they turn amphibious God. in the summer. Yes, yes. <laughs> amphibious Tauntauns. I'm so here for it. Lucasfilm should hire me to write this. I'm going to Photoshop this right now. Oh my god, yes. Danny, what planet would you live on? Um, like, I definitely would want to go, like, vacation on Octo. Mm, like, yeah, hang out with the Porgs and, like, go chill on a rock bank with a Thalassiren and let the fish nuns, like, sweep the rock for me. <laughs> Wow, you should be sweeping the rocks for the fish nuts. I mean, I guess I do yeah. it with them. <laughs> um, what like what do they do? Make sweep rocks and like make rocks and and they take their bones to the bone market. <laughs> the bone market. <laughs> I want to go to whatever planet has a bone market. <laughs> I would love to go to the bone market. I'll trade this femur for two tibias. <laughs> this tibia's hey, I'll, I'll take point. a new patella thing. <laughs> it gets really dark when you realize that they're all bones of Jedi masters that the fish people ate. <laughs> oh, no. The real reason Luke died was because the fish nuns poisoned him so they could get his bones. Great. Oh my god. And then they were mad in the end because there were no bones. Yeah, because of the Jedi masters. <laughs> we just disappeared what, what good was he? Yeah. They always get disappointed when one of the really higher up Jedi masters shows up because when they die, <laughs> they just dissolve no into thin air. Bone. <laughs> Not a single bone in sight. It's a really poor plan on the fish nuns' part to create a home that attracted Jedi masters when their <laughs> trade is human bones. Bone market. <laughs> I mean, like, in that, like, one scene where Ray knocks the stone onto the thing, it's just like a wagon, a bone wagon, like, filled with bones. Like, that's all it is. They're literally using using their bones to move their bones so that they can trade them for other bones. (laughs) And you know that Luke, no, I guess Luke disappeared. I was going to say Luke's bones are going to be there, but he's gone. Yeah, he, welcome to the conversation three minutes ago. <laughs> did I miss that part of it? Yeah, you sure did. I was just too busy laughing about bone market as a concept. <laughs> I need to name something bone wagon. <laughs> the bone wagon. <laughs> the license plate with bone wagon. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like a vanity plate, so it's yeah, <laughs> like B zero N space W G N. This is the bone wagon. <laughs> that sounds a lot worse. <laughs> this was your idea. <laughs> that was from real bones, okay? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Saf didn't call it the bonin wagon. It's just the bone wagon. <laughs> I want to argue, it hasn't gotten much worse since Bone Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the ma- the males do come to shore once a month to quote unquote party, so maybe that's what the bone market maybe is. That's, the bone market. <laughs> the bone market. that's where baby oh 
<laughs> fish nuns come from. Here we go. I, I've made the last Jedi good for everybody now. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing and all I ever wanted from Star Wars. Send us your best bone. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I got by What's DM. your best bone? <laughs> Send us your best bone market headcans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bone market. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, with that, let's jump into chapters 10 through 12 of Starfighters of Adumar. Hobbies betrayed. They are in women's clothing. Which tells him that he knew... That the, from the moment that he asked for the clothes, the four of them would end up. Hobby knew, but it's just so much easier to blame Wedge. I mean, obviously that was going to happen. Why else would Wedge want, like, four sets of women's clothing? Like, right. come on. Like, he's not just going to bring those to Yella and be like, here, I got you something. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's like, hang on, I need four sets of women's clothes because my girlfriend needs some new clothes. Yeah, except let's, Wedge would do that. back <laughs> off on the assumptions here that maybe Wedge doesn't occasionally want a set of women's clothing. That's true. But four sets is a lot. That that tends to mean when you've got well, four people likes in your a little group. variety. That's true. Who doesn't? So they near the launch pad where <laughs> Wedge, the blades for their Wedge is a crossdresser. You heard it here first. <laughs> Fine. Along with about two hundred people ready to kill them, they have a plan and they really just hope that it works. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Do any of them have beards, and did they have to shave their beards? And are the rest of them making fun of them having a baby face now? None of them have. Beards, as far as I know, it's disappointing because I like. Tycho has a beard. Her name is Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was good. Harsh, <laughs> harsh but fair. <laughs> oh, damn, son. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think they're all clean shaven. Because Tycho's too handsome to cover it up with a beard. And Wiz probably doesn't want to, like, hurt the skin of people that he's making out with. Mm, fair. Yeah. Also, yeah, Wedge is very considerate like that. Yeah. Wait. Wiz. <laughs> sorry, no, Wiz. Wait. Wiz. <laughs> I mean, they're all very considerate like that. Yeah. The only yeah. one I can see having a beard is Hobby, because he'd be like, well, no one's ever going to want to kiss me anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, I take back that on and I'm all like, uh, like Meg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I my ex was like that, and I Ew. didn't want to kiss him because he wouldn't shave his face. So, <laughs> to be fair, like, part of the reason I'm asking this is because I like a good beard on a dude, so I wanted to know. And so all these guys now counted out for me. So, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Gavin I mean, has one. Yeah, Gavin yeah, has a goatee. It's a goatee, isn't it? I don't know. It's a no. And face I does. want that gone. Why is have... Gavin here so that they we make him have... shave his goatee? <laughs> Your only option option is General Maydeen. Oh god. I don't like it. <laughs> or Akbar, he's got the barbels. Does yeah, that okay. count as facial hair? Stay away from my husband. Yeah, see the problem with Akbar is Meg's already got him, so like I'm just out of luck. I just gotta go for the ladies, that's fine. I don't know of any Star Wars ladies that have facial hair, though. Yeah, but I like all ladies. I don't have to have, like... They don't need to be a certain type for me to like the girls. Unlike dudes. That's fair. All Getting right. way too into my dating preferences yeah. right now. Let's now continue. Let's move on. Our very specific preferences about facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> they set up a recording of the four of them in normal Adumari clothing. Well, not normal. In their seen as men's Adumari clothing. In front of a very recognizable building close to the the hangar the person filming gets Wiz's attention and comes after him whoop that doesn't make any sense i wrote this on the train the person (laughs) filming gets Wiz's attention and Wiz comes after him killing him with a blast sword of course the cameraman is hobby and hobby is played by taiko's blast sword and Wiz strikes his blast sword against a sewer grate that hobby is holding to give the appearance of murder very complicated the hall of it is picked up by whoever is in charge of running in on all the screens, and soon the mass of people are running toward the building where they hope to find the pilots. One or two stop Red Flight, dressed as women, heading into the landing pad, but thanks to a convincing wail of despair from Hobby, no one is the wiser. 
art. Hobby yeah. is really good at Wales of Despair. He is. They're his forte. <laughs> when they get to the gates, there's only about 30 folks left, which is much more manageable. They start with blasting the locks off the gate, which is mostly Wes... Wes... Nope, that's not his name. Wes is impeccable. Wes. <laughs> before a round of suppression fire, before ramming right inside. I liked how, <laughs> ignoring that, I liked how Wedge was just like, "Oh, thirty against four. Yeah, that's that's much more that's, our, that's much more our, what we're used to. <laughs> we can do that for normal." Once they're there, the guards inform them that they're safe until they take off. The blades waiting for them are top of the line and in peak condition because it would be dishonorable if they gave them stuff that was sabotaged. Oh, Which that would be dishonorable, not the rest of the stuff. Yeah, the rest of it is fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the boys strap in and are unable to get in contact with the allegiance. They then do the opposite of what the Adumari expect them to do. They shoot out the back of the hangar and fly out that way, avoiding the ambush waiting for them at the proper exit. There's about 30 blades after them, and they take out over half without too much trouble, thanks to a fancy maneuver where Red Flight fires at Wedge to give him a smoke cover, causing some enemy blades to destroy each other. Unfortunately, Wedge has had a hole breach, which means he can't go into space until it's fixed. And then while taking care of the last of their enemies... Taiko's shields are cracked, and Wiz's blade loses an entire wing, forcing him to eject. Yeah. Wedge orders Hobby to follow Wiz to the ground and for them to get back to the nice shop where Wiz had the donuts yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Donut time, apparently. Whenever I have a really good donut, I want to go back. So Yeah. 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 I mean, if they're going to die... They might as well go have one last donut. Yeah, yeah go I would do that. Out. I know, man. Go out with your stomach full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tycho and Wedge finish the job, but in only a few minutes, two new flights of blades deploy. They resign themselves to the fight, but Kay Matino of the Strike the Moon's Knife Flight uh-huh. comes That's in. super extra. <laughs> so <laughs> extra. Comes in to engage the enemy blades because they're being dishonorable and not letting Wedge have his victory. With a final wish of confusion to Wedge's enemies and frothing disease to theirs, Taiko and Wedge land in the forest. They slowly and painstakingly make it to Yell's apartment, where they're brought inside to see that it's a whole party. Wiz and Hobby are squeaky clean and playing Star Wars Bejeweled, probably. And Cheris and Hallis are there as well. Oh, yeah. My my favorite part of this is that they go out of their way to mention that Wiz is playing on like a dumbed down, brightly colored holopad that children use. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's perfect for him. So Cheris was sent back to the planet from the Allegiance when her wounds were fine. She didn't see Wedge or the X-Wings back at their bachelor pad, and she knew the most likely place Wedge would go would be to Iyala's. Once there, Iella asked Cheris to go get Hallis and bring her there. Hallis has been busy interrupting the people ransacking their apartment and getting all of their stuff for them, including Wiz's fanciest cape and a pile of love notes. (laughs) 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 Wedge knows Iella is still bound by her position, but she's going to help them as much as she can. That is, until Hallis asks, asks to have a private word with her. Iella storms back out, and like Halla said she would, she's going to abandon her mission, go with Wedge, and shoot Tomer in the guts the next time she sees him. Yay, romance! (laughs) That's my kind of romance. Halla shows them all a recording of Tomer speaking to the parader right after Wedge refuses to lead their forces. Tomer lies, and then says that Wedge wants to help, but he can't because of some New Republic political mess he's caught between. So he wants the parader's help to stay honorable and pit him against a force that he could definitely not escape from because he's lost the will to live. Whoa, yeah, no wonder Yell is mad. Yeah, big lies there, buddy. The parader mournfully agrees, and that's why the pilots are forced to run a gauntlet to get out. Tomer then calls up and tells the Allegiance not to accept any transmissions from Adamar until he says so. I feel like 
we as a fandom don't talk enough about the fact that George Lucas actually got the idea for Padme's death from this book. Yeah, true. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I also, for whatever reason, thought you were about to say we as a family, and it was going to be really <laughs> cute, but that's not what you said. <laughs> oh, boy. Because, also, the, like, because the parader wait, lost wait. the will to live. No. Parader thought Wedge lost the will to live. I can read. <laughs> <laughs> so then he used his force powers. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Boop, boop, boop. Where am I? So Tomer has to get rid of everything. Any reports the pilots could file. And all of his intelligence agents, including Iela. So it's not safe for any of them anymore. Thankfully, when Cheris was healed, she did make her way back to the court and let herself be known. Several leaders from countries outside of Cartan approached her to see if she could get in contact with Wedge. They want to meet him and probably ask for help. It's a good of place as any to go. By dawn, they're on their way in a Yegadon transport. So glad these country names are in the rest of the story. <laughs> Yay! Everyone is to sleep except Wedge because why would he be? Dot, dot, dot. Iella's eyes opened. She looked at him a little fuzzily and then smiled and burrowed her face into his neck. Haven't you had any sleep? I've been thinking. Putting things in order. Marshalling your troops, General? Only when I could force myself to stop thinking about you. Her shoulders... (laughs) Her shoulders shook a little and he realized she was laughing silently and for good reason. Yeah. You know what's so wonderful about compliments from you? She asked. What, besides the fact that they're really bad? (laughs) (laughs) I know you always mean them. You have no skill at flattery. So cute. So cute. Yeah, cute. Yeah, and to make the moment better, that's when Cherish has had enough of this. (laughs) (laughs) There! So she gets up and asks to talk to Wedge privately, a.k.a. just on the far side of the transport. (laughs) And she tells him that he was right and she was wrong. While aboard the Allegiance, she mentions her vertigo to the medtechs, and when they check her out, they find a chemical imbalance. They simply give her an injection and it fixes it all. All she has to do is take the same injection every few days and she'll be able to fly. This thrills Cheris, but it also upsets her. It's so easy and such a minor thing for them, but it meant everything to her. And that's when she realized that if she had died at the Parader's Court, she would have never have had this. She has a lot more life to live, and she wants to be a pilot for the New Republic. Aww. So she's found the will to live. Oh my god, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> <laughs> And this it's book poetry. is just, it's, this is Revenge of the Sith. Is it this, rhymes. this book is. We are, ring theory. We are deep, yeah, we are deep in the ring theory. Oh, it rhymes. <laughs> because this is the ninth X-Wing book, which is a multiple of three, like, just oh like Revenge God. of the Sith. And there's balconies. Oh, my goodness. It all ties together. I mean, really bad romance lines. Like, that part between Wedges and Yellow might as well have been like, the only because I'm so in love. So love has blinded you. No, it, it was so much better than that. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not let's not get carried away. Here. So Wedge, suddenly cured of his depression because he has a girlfriend, <laughs> is back in therapist Wedge mode, and he tells Cheris one last piece of advice, Cheris. You're always going to be too young for something important to you, too old for something else, and the timing is not going to be right for a third set of things. That's life, and you can make yourself crazy by dwelling on that, or you can figure out what you are the right age for and what the timing is right for and celebrate those things. Where do you suppose happiness lies? Genuinely a good quote. Yeah, a very good quote. It, it made me tear up a little bit when I read it, actually, because I felt like Witch was speaking to me. Yeah, me too, and I got really <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> How dare you, Star Wars? Right. How dare you? One of dare my... you try to make me feel better. 
one of my coworkers recently told me about a quote her grandpa used to say, which is, "If you are always standing with one foot in the past and one foot in one foot in the future, then you're just pissing on the present." <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> That's how I think Wiz would say it. That's absolutely how Wiz would say it. Yeah. So after their talk, Wedge goes back and sits with Iella. He rejoined Iella and strapped himself back in, then wrapped his arm around her. All settled? She asked. He nodded. If I can ask, what was it all about? She's just growing up. She's come along two, maybe three years since the other night. That's good. Maybe we can figure out how to build a weapon out of the process and shoot Wiz a few times. (laughs) His eyes still closed, Jansen said. I heard that! (laughs) (laughs) So good. Bless. Wedge, there's always time enough time for a dig on Wiz and Tilly. <laughs> always. Oh, good. Always. <laughs> so then they're led to a briefing room in Yegadon Confederacy. It's very different from Cartan, but in a good way. There, Yegadon's parader, Escalion, asks Wedge to lead the united forces of all nations against Cartan. Once again, Wedge responds with why? <laughs> Good throwback to the beginning of the book when Queen broke up with him. Partly it's because Wedge is so ridiculously skilled and unmatched by any pilot in Adumar. But another part is that with Wedge leading, many other countries will be brave enough to fight back as well. Still, the forces would really only be half a number against Cartan, which is why they need better pilots. Wedge asks for a moment and everyone except Iella leaves his side. Wedge is actually considering this. He would have said no if it was just Yegadon, but the entire force is different. Wedge is still empowered by the New Republic to enter negotiations and make treaties in order to bring Adumar into the New Republic. He can choose to work with these nations rather than Kartan. Yella explains that either way, he's going to determine the fate of all these pilots and these countries, but they have a better chance with him than without him. Yeah, no pressure, dude. Wedge gets Wiz to tell Escalion he'll accept, and although he can't force anyone to help, of course they all volunteer. Except Tycho, what, uh, that's a weird way to start it. Um, Tycho sends Wedge to bed because he needs his sleep in order to be well and smart and focused and alive later on. Tycho knows how Wedge thinks well enough to make a plan, and then Wedge can fine-tune it once he's rested. That is true friendship. It was really cute when they mutinied against him. After 11 hours, Wedge is ready to work. I wish I could sleep 11 hours. Um, Tycho has come up with a pretty good battle plan with format with minor changes from Wedge to fuck with the... Why did I write that? To fuck with the... (laughs) (laughs) This is like hour two and I'm just so done making (laughs) show (laughs) notes. I'm not going to go over the plan because it's long and you should have all read the books. But side note is that General Yassin... You just got subtweeted, FYI. Yep, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm not going to respond. It's fine. General Yassin's. Yeah, General Yassin's. General (laughs) Yassin. As someone I would probably have a crush on if she had one or two more lines or smile softly at someone because she's thick and gray-haired and would definitely protect and care for me. Yeah, I'm into her as well. Yeah. She just looks at Wedge dubiously the whole time and I'm like, okay, I'm down with that. That's what I'm here for. I like my, like, I like my older general woman and this is that. Thank you, Star Wars, for finally delivering. Wedge asks... Nope, skipped a part. So one part of the plan is to have low-flying units go in undercover and then shoot missiles up into the oncoming enemies to take out a good portion of the first wave. Hobby volunteers for this, extremely excited. He explains that he's sick of Adubar niceties. He just wants to shoot something, blow something up, murderize efficiently before he goes crazy. They allow it, but Wiz has to go with him to make sure he's okay. <laughs> Wedge asks Iella to get a copy of Tomer's Lie aboard the Allegiance. She says, lol, been there, done that. Captain Salaban is mad about the order of no communication, but also the type not to disobey. 
So Yawa doesn't put him in a weird position. Just tell Saliban to send this report to the Elder Kraken as soon as the communications ban is lifted. She also mislabels a copy of her will as, like, okay, just in case that's the only way it'll get seen. That's dark. That's ex- yeah. That's really dark. Smart, but dark. Yeah. Smart. Smart. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, let's just move on. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> we're we're doing fine. Rogue Potter yeah. is all fine here. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is fine. How are I you? I was trying to find the subtweet about he. <laughs> I wanted to know what it was. Um, no. When you said you, when you I'm not going to tell you the plan the because you all should have read the book. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. It was that. That that was at me. Oh. <laughs> uh, it wasn't really a subtweet. <laughs> Really get subtweeted? What is he doing wrong now? <laughs> <laughs> Meg's like, which one? Which one of these many, many subtweets of Pete is Danny referring to? <laughs> which of these people who are extremely mad at Heath are you referencing? <laughs> oh, all right. So a few hours before dawn, Wedge is handsomely hanging off the ladder of his X-Wing, much like that Poe Dameron Vanity Fair shot. Yes. Yes. I know the one. Yep. Everyone knows the one. (laughs) Yep. I know it well. (laughs) He gives the crowd a pretty rousing speech, ending with a chant of Adumar, Adumar. Taiko cues the sirens and everyone is in motion. That was so uncomfortable. It was weird. Because Wedge is so not a... Like, and he, I think he even said, like, I don't give these speeches. I never saw the point of them. Yeah. And then by the end, he's shedding Eddie Mar, You know, like, none of it is genuine from Wedge. Yeah. His speech he's... was not great. No. Like, <laughs> he didn't follow his, really... his four-step speech rules. Yeah, he didn't. So he should have, but he did not. Yeah. So, Wedge, you really failed yourself. I mean, to be fair, Wedge doesn't want to be there. I mean, like, this entire book should just be called Wedge Phones This One In. <laughs> and and then in parentheses below that, but still gets the girl. Damn, that's life goals. Right? Yeah. Wedge can't lose even when he tries in Tilly's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, I just thought of a good meme for wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is this trying? <laughs> Wedge plops down in his blade and sees his helmet painted with gold triangles, something he's always done to his helmets, which I assume because his name is Wedge, so he paints wedges on them. Wedges of cheese, no less. Yeah, which is really the best kind of wedge. (laughs) Some of our listeners might argue with that, but... They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. Sorry, Wedge Antilles, but you're number two. Cheese is amazing. Cheese. Grembe. Wedge is better than most things, but still not cheese, Antilles. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just, like, unfair expectation. Yeah. That's true. Like, e- even people who are lactose intolerant still eat cheese. <laughs> yeah, like, we still torture ourselves because we love cheese that much. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't see any Antilles intolerant people, like, still going up to Wedge. Yeah. Grembe, Wedge's mechanic, explains that she had another tech do it because Wedge's lady said he'd like it. She was right. So much atmosphere battle. This chapter was so long. It's so (laughs) long. It never ended. I wish that I had just not read it. (laughs) I will give the highlights, which is still (laughs) actually pretty far on here. So all of Wedge's plans are actually going pretty well. Unfortunately, a squad of four TIE Interceptors, Squints, join the fray. They're so much faster than any of the Blades, but they do manage to take one down from the get-go. During the battle, Red Flight ends up separated, and Taiko is forced to go XEV, because I never pronounced that right. Wedge orders a Blade to follow and switch out to get Taiko back in the air ASAP. Cheris has located their X-Wings. She picked up on messages from Gate. Wedge is shocked because the first thing to do would, of course, be putting restraining bolts on them. But no, wait, that's what the Imperials would do. 
not the parader who probably wants to keep the X-Wings as a prize and didn't have time to make sure they were anything more than hidden away. Wedge communicates with Gate, who says they're all fine and the ships are fine except for some cosmetic damage. They're in a bunker with six guards and then Wedge has Cheris use her flat screen to work with Gate and Ayala to figure out their location. When they do, Cheris tells them they need to come over and also do them a favor. With Taiko back in the air, they miraculously get through the city's defenses and toward a building right next to the Parader's palace. Cheris has, has him blow up a big door, hiding a tunnel that probably goes right to the Parader's rooms because the X-Wings are in the same hangar where his personal golden blade is called the Golden Yoke. <laughs> uh-huh. Just roll with it. Yep. <laughs> also, while I was talking, like someone knocked by my feet, and I'm really freaked out right now. <laughs> uh, okay. They switch quickly, happy to be back in the air in their X Wings. Once back in the fight zone, they take on the ties. In head to head, they take one down, but Hobby is damaged to where his speed is down like 50%. He instructs Hobby and Wiz to go help the other blades while him and Tycho take care of the last two squints. They take out one and what uh, they take one out with wedge faking damage, but the last one shoots straight into the sky. Probably Fenrir going to go tell Admiral Rogress that they're losing and it's time to send in the rest of the fleet. With the four X-wings, even with Hobby not in top shape, they start doing tremendous damage to the Cartan fighters, whose confidence has gone down since the squints were destroyed. Soon, they start getting surrenders from squadrons, specifically surrendering to Wedge. Cheris calls in to request his immediate presence at the Parader's Palace. Wiz and Hoppy stay in the fight zone to accept surrenders and clean up, while Tycho and Wedge head back to the city for a royal appointment. That was a long chapter. <laughs> yep. But you did such a good job of summarizing it. Thanks. You did. <laughs> the only thing I have to add is pew pew. I feel like I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> Thanks. You indeed. Should we do listener questions? Yeah, we sure should. All right. Last week we asked, what is a meme Wiz Jensen would make? Oh, Saf, no. (laughs) (laughs) What else did you expect from me? That is so good. Um, As these responses were coming in, I realized that was a a choice of us (laughs) to make that the listener question on an audio <laughs> medium <laughs> because memes are a visual medium so i'll do my best to describe the answers i guess i didn't actually physically make one because i don't know how to use paint um and so i just have to describe mine which is a whiz and hobby one to where Wiz always runs ar- around saying that the flight suits are blood orange, but then it cuts to Hobby going, blood orange, shut the fuck up, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, my meme is the butterfly meme, and it is Wedge Antilles, and the butterfly is only when I can force myself to stop thinking about you, and at the bottom it says, is this flirting? good good um i found a photo (laughs) from the series of photos that the distracted boyfriend triad took (laughs) and in this one he's hugging his girlfriend while going in for a kiss with the other girl behind her back so on the woman he's kissing i put wedge the guy is a married woman and the girlfriend who he's betraying is her presumed to be dead husband. <laughs> Wedge. No whiz. High <laughs> five whiz. Good meme whiz. Good meme. I like I like how most of Wiz's memes are just like poning Wedge. Of course. What <laughs> else would he do? Well Saf, he I would love... do what Saf did. I love so much that Saf marked this as resolved. <laughs> <laughs> We know. <laughs> Saf? Did we lose Saf? Uh, I'm muted. I didn't realize. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> yeah, my meme is lost, like comic <laughs> loss, but with X wings <laughs> and so... an A wing. <laughs> I love that the last one is an A wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this image from the Rogue Pod account right now with no context at all. <laughs> I can't resist. I can't resist the lost joke whenever I can have one. And also to explain what we were just talking about, I left a comment in the Google Doc saying, "Is this loss?" And Seth marked it as resolved, which I thought was the funniest. Thing. <laughs> it was Not only that, but then Seth reopened it. <laughs> she reopened it to say, "Always." <laughs> uh, podcasting. You should things. also. You should also tweet that. <laughs> I'll post a screenshot of that. I would too. say on Friday you should probably tweet all of the the memes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I'll retweet them from our account. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Actual actual listener responses. Brian S used that most interesting man in the world meme with the text. I don't always wear a cape, but when I do, it is lined with screens filled with pictures of me. I love that one. <laughs> That's so good. Brian also sent over the distracted boyfriend meme with Wiz looking longingly at Ewok prank while actual work <laughs> looks on in disgust. <laughs> and Brian also shared a dark Kermit meme with regular Kermit asking, did my last Ewok prank go too far? And dark Kermit saying, get a real Ewok this time. <laughs> oh my God, that one's so good. <laughs> I love all of these. <laughs> well done. Slightly smaller glistening Odie. <laughs> Which is oh, a real thing that's happening, apparently. <laughs> Said. Wiz organizes a Rogue Squadron alumni reunion. Grabs Luke Skywalker's arm and walks up to Bro Jace. Bro, do you even lift? Here's a guy who lifts with his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Ben Warman said, I figure that Wiz sends Wedge something like this right after they landed on Adumar. Wedge thinks it's funny, but he doesn't laugh. <laughs> and this is, what is this meme from? It's, um, Pawn Stars, isn't it? Porn Stars? Pawn. Pawn Stars. It's it's the one with the two guys yelling at each the other. mustache man and the baseball yeah. cap man yelling at each yeah. other. Yeah, at each other. All right. Throwing a chair. Let's do a dramatic reading for this one. I'll be mustache <clears throat> man. Who's baseball hat man? Oh, I got this. All yeah. right. Wedge, I have a mission for you. Forget it. I'm so old and tired. You will fulfill your duty to the New Republic. I already blew up a Death Star. What more do you want? You will go to the Hick Planet or I'll give you a mission with Cornhorn. Your choice. <laughs> so good. It's really good. Really and hence, good. he's on the Hick Planet. <laughs> yeah. And there he is. There he is. Yeah, I can totally imagine like that actual conversation with the Elder Kraken happening. And yeah. and Wedge right. is getting like all uptight about it, and then Wiz is just on his phone in the corner, and like <laughs> ten minutes later, Wiz texts that to Wedge. <laughs> yeah, like it, while the conversation is still happening. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's on it's, as soon as he checks his phone after the other crack and leaves. <laughs> Ian Miller said Wiz would make two versions of the distracted boyfriend meme. First, Wedge and his true love with Wedge rubbernecking at Quizooks walking by. Second, Wedge is true love and Wedge with true love rubbernecking at their dead husband. Dead <laughs> quotation marks, of course. So fair. Um, Tom, the fanboy, sent us three memes. The first is an image <laughs> of an at-at being oh tied by a snowspeeder. And <laughs> the snowspeeder says, my cat. And the at-at says, me getting up to use the fresher at night. <laughs> oh, good. This is so good because it's like an in-universe meme. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, the second one. <laughs> who are these characters? <laughs> it's Wicket and um, Tawani. Is that her name? It's from one of the. It's from the Ewok movies. It's a young human girl and a possessed Ewok. And <laughs> the text on the meme says that feeling when you find out your husband is alive. <laughs> her, her husband is alive. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and the last one Tom sent is Race Squadron Portrait Day. Oh, no. (laughs) When I was looking at this, I was like, which one is each? I think I know two of these. I I know two of them. Race 6 is a horse. Yes. Go for it, Seth. Race 2 is an octopus. No, make a horse noise. Do the horse noise. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. 
Race 12 is a pig. We all know who that is. Race yeah. 2 is... What is that? An octopus. It's an octopus. Oh, okay. Uh, oh okay. Jasmine. Yeah. And race, race 9 is a basset hound. Dog. Because he's sh- Shriv? Dogman. Wolfman. Oh, uh, he was that, a rogue. That's a, ra- that's a rogue. Uh, <laughs> that's Gavin's best friend. Right. That's Gavin's best friend. Who's, I'm going to see hound? how long it takes you guys to figure this out. What is it? <laughs> I'm going to Google this. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Is it is a hobby? Hobby's not a race. Hobby's not a race. Why would be hobby? It's been because it looks kind of dour. I don't have time to... <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. It's Mindonos. <laughs> Why is Mindonos a basset hound? Silence. Why is he a basset hound? Mig, explain. <laughs> Help. For the same reason you said hobby was. Oh, because he's dour. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. The dog does look very dead inside. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a very sad looking dog. <laughs> All I could think of was Min Brono, so I was just wondering why he didn't have like the the what's yeah. the baseball cap guy, the jerk, yeah, the mean guy. What's that meme called? This is Min before he became Brono. Like this is classic. Min still depressed inside. Classic meme. Can you believe we're old it's enough really that there like, are such things as classic you, memes? Are you talking about the, vintage the, memes? The guy scumbag. Yeah, scumbag, scumbag Mike or whatever yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. He was like one of the OT memes. Yeah, absolutely. Or OG oh. memes. I can't remember meme about memes correctly. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. It's like scumbag making. Yeah, like him. And the good, first good guy yeah. Greg. And th- those yeah. were like the originals. Scumbag Steve. It's Scumbag Steve. Scumbag Steve. Yeah. yeah. Like the girl with the braces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Irma Gerg. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm. I want to give everyone a glistening Bodhi this week because I Those love me. Excellent. They're yeah, they're really fun. Cool. Like, everyone gets one. Yeah. And dinner leader gets another smaller glistening attack of the clones. Anakin for not answering the question. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's an even more slightly but smaller. They're getting. They're getting. This time it's like just his hair. They're, they're like. <laughs> They're like Russian nesting dolls, but of Attack of the Clones Anakin's. No, I don't know. It should be just getting random body parts now. <laughs> Maybe eventually you can Mr. Potato Head your way to a complete one. And would you still want it? Probably not. <laughs> um, this week we're asking you, in Adamari style, write a love note to your favorite rogue wraith or from a rogue wraith to someone else. We obviously need a week for this. Yeah, it has to be good. It has to convey our true feelings. Mm. Yeah, gonna get emotional, lads. I'm always emotional. No, I'm not. That's a lie. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. a straight up lie. But I'm the one who's always emotional. You're famous for not having emotion. <laughs> yeah, I realized that like the moment I started talking. <laughs> Listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron with your love letters. We also have a website, roguepodron.tumblr.com, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Stop plugging it, Seth. <laughs> it's in my brain. I just do the outros as I remember them. <laughs> We're going to have to write you a new outro. You are. <laughs> Email us at roguepodron at gmail.com. Don't <laughs> 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 I'm Seth Burgundy. Go for wow. yourself, Seattle. 69 nice. They're writing me a script now. It's bad. <laughs> and go subscribe to us on iTunes. It feels bad to say that right after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, only the people from Seattle will be offended. Wait, yeah. I'm from Seattle. <laughs> 69 nice. Go subscribe. <laughs> you can subscribe to us. Oh my god, Google thought that I said something to her. Google, shut up. Thanks. Um... <laughs> Go subscribe to us via iTunes as Rogue Podron or the Far Fire Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Feedburner, or Google Play. Leave us a nice review, a good rating. We love it. We love stars. We also have a review that I can't believe I have to read out loud on the show, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new meaning to pew, 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 pew. Five stars. Nom, from nom, Abby nom. Nom, nom. <laughs> I have played Rogue Podron many a time as foreplay. Thank you for this free content that has truly spiced up my love life. You heard it here first. <laughs> a good testimonial. Says a yep. lot about us. Yep. 
It's our sure new Twitter is. bio. And even <laughs> though that iTunes review is bogus, we still get to eat one and a quarter stars a piece. So we're happy. <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe How? maybe Abby's telling us the truth. Abby wouldn't lie to us. Yeah, Abby would never lie to us. What? She read Fortune for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope hope it's going well then, Abby. <laughs> I hope Makes this you... episode this episode proves fruitful for you. <laughs> hope you're... Oh, okay, we have to stop now. Some, something something bone market. <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy the bone market content. <laughs> please, please give us some more reviews so that we can bury this. <laughs> right about right about how much the bone market spiced up your love life. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the bone market. <laughs> All right. So next time, X Wing, Starfighters of Adumar, chapters thirteen to the end. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Oh, already. Yeah. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Bone market. Bone market. Bone market. Oh no. Bones for sale. (laughs) Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. What? <laughs> I almost spilled the coffee milk all over my keyboard. It's fine. <laughs> that was the most pink sound I've ever made in my life. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was good. It was good. Ooh, okay, I'm here. Hello. I'm here and I'm, I'm, I have caffeine in my system. Let's do this. We're doing it. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> what if at the end of this book, Ixar Kuhn comes back? laugh that much <laughs> good Meg, meg's got a good laugh. Such a good laugh oh my god oh my god he, your meme is so good <laughs>